Hi, and welcome to the Building Gen Wealth Podcast. My name is Andrea, and I am a Latina money coach for ambitious, driven women of color who want to do more with their money. In this podcast, we'll dive into all things money, from tackling debt, to increasing your savings, to learning how to invest so your money works for you, as well as the mindset you need to unapologetically build generational wealth as a woman of color. I'll help you build a five-figure bank account on your way to a six-figure net worth. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the BGW Podcast. So this is the first episode that is not a part of the Investing 101 series. So if you're new and you're jumping in in this episode, we actually just finished a six-week investing basics series that talks all about um, investing, like how to get started, where do you go, how do you you understand growth, um, what to buy, like all of the things that you're... Um, most people have questions on when they're starting to get started with investing. We covered in each of those episodes. So if you're new, go ahead and check those out, um, especially if you're getting started with investing. But today we're going to pivot to a um, another money topic. So from here on out, we're just going to cover you know, money topics and go into depth trying to understand Um, yeah, just more money concepts. So if you are like, Hey, I would really love it. If you talked on this particular topic, feel free to send me a message on Instagram and let me know. So head to at building.gen.wealth and just let me know, Hey, I, I would love it. If you made an episode explaining this concept, or I'm really confused about this, um, money, you know, topic. Can you do an episode on it? And, um, yeah, just feel free to send me a message. I would love to receive those, um, it's really helpful to know what is, um, you know, what, what areas of money are confusing so that I can create content that is going to be the most effective and helpful in your money journey. So definitely don't be shy. Um, but today we're going to talk about uh, the difference between an emergency fund and living expenses. So if you have been, um, you know, starting to learn about um, personal finance, something that is pretty agreed upon is that we all should have an emergency fund. And so I'm going to talk about what an emergency fund is, how much you should you know, kind of be putting away, and then how to calculate what that number is. So um, an emergency fund is pretty much a set amount of money that you have um, set aside to cover a emergency, right? And so an emergency could be, you know, like a loss of a job or something happened with your car that was just unexpected and you couldn't have planned for it. Um, there's a health, you know, thing that came up. Um, sometimes it's like a family member needs financial support and you want to like provide that for them. And so that is... Um, what people would consider quote unquote emergencies. And so it's always recommended to have this, um, like uh, what I like to call is like your first line of defense. If anything like were to happen financially, like any sort of emergency. And so, um, it really just covers you, right? Because if you don't have an emergency fund, if you don't have cash, like saved in the bank, what ends up happening is you have to borrow uh, you have to borrow it and likely what you're going to do is put it on a um, 
credit card. And that's fine. It's fine to use a credit card, um, you know, especially if it is an emergency and you need the money. Um, that's what credit is there for, right? To borrow and, and, and leverage debt when you really need it. But the best way to borrow money for free is to borrow it from yourself, <laughs> right? Because if you put something on a credit card, you're going to be paying interest and that interest is going to be you know, somewhere between 15 to 30%. Um, and so yes, you can borrow money at that rate um, for an emergency, but it would actually serve you to just have that money set aside so that you can quote unquote borrow it from yourself and or just use it and not have to pay any interest on it. And so that is why an emergency fund is super important because you just want to have that ready. Now there's two types of emergency funds, right? There's a safety net emergency fund and then there's a bird's nest emergency fund. And these are the ways that I classify. I just call it these, you know, I just classify it as these two types. And so your safety net emergency fund would be one to two months of living expenses. Okay, so that's kind of like your base level. It catches you if anything were to happen, like catches you financially if anything were to happen, like if an emergency were to occur. It's a really great like first line of defense. And then your bird's nest emergency fund would be um, three to six months of living expenses. Three to six months of living expenses is also what people call a quote unquote fully funded emergency fund. And so those are the two types of emergency funds that I um, you know, just distinguish. And you might be asking like, okay, why are they divided into two parts, right? Like why is one one to two months living expenses and the other one is three to six months living expenses? And it's because um, there are like, depending on where you are with your finances, if you're working on paying off debt, if you're working on, um, you know, just tackling debt, you want to be strategic with where you're putting your money, meaning like the money that you're earning every month. Um, you could either, you know, work towards saving this really big, fully funded slash bird's nest emergency fund, but then you're kind of teetering the line of, is this the most optimal way to use my money? Like mathematically speaking, right? Because if you have you know, a $10,000 of credit card debt and it's at a like 20% um, APR, you could save a bunch of money and have it like in your savings account that is, and that's going to be the fully funded emergency fund. But the dollars that you save are not going to be creating as much impact as the dollars that you put towards putting, paying off that debt. Because that debt is it's uh, accruing interest, right? And so that is why um, there's two sort of like levels of emergency fund. One of them is like, hey, before anything else, here's the base like sort of like uh, safety net emergency fund you have to have. And so that's what people typically recommend as like set this up for yourself and then start working on your goals. Typically in between the safety net emergency fund that you're recommended to save and the fully funded bird's nest emergency fund, the financial goals that people tackle are paying off debt, 
right? Because you want to save enough to feel safe and for it to catch you, but not too much where now your dollars are not being used at the most optimal way, like optimal, financially optimal way. So that's why there's that distinction between the two. And so how it goes is, you know, you're starting your money journey, you save a safety net emergency fund, you work on paying your high interest debt, and then your, you know, uh, all your debt, and then you kind of focus on building a fully funded emergency fund. Now, there's definitely a lot of different variations of like what you can do when and why, depending on, you know, your own personal values and what you want to take advantage of. So by no means is this like a first, then first, this, then this, then this, then this. Um, but these are just kind of like, uh, guide, guide, guidelines to how to, you know, how one way of, of approaching it all. Okay. So with these two types of emergency funds, um, both of them are composed of uh, living expenses, right? So your safety net emergency fund is one to two months of living expenses and your bird's nest is three to six. And so that kind of starts the question of, okay, so then like what is like a living expense? Like how do I even calculate that? And so what you want to do there is... Think about your monthly living expenses. Like, right, what does it take for you to like live um, every single month? Like, what is that number for you? So, what you're gonna want to do to figure out that number is you're going to um, list out like your rent, all of your bills, like your phone, your insurance, your car insurance, your health insurance, you know, um, internet, cable, whatever sort of like bills that are necessary for you to pay. Now for this, I like to just consider the things that I'm like legally obligated because I, you know, signed an agreement or because I actually need them to like survive, right? So if you have subscriptions to all of these different streaming services and, um, you know, you just have a lot of subscriptions, those technically wouldn't be like bills you have to pay, right? Like if you wanted to cancel them, you you could. And so I don't include those into like my monthly living expenses because I know that if I were to lose my job, like I would cancel, um, you know, Fit Fab Fun or um, Spotify if I needed to or, or Netflix. Um, you know, like I if I really needed to, I would cancel them. But, um, but for example, like my phone, I, I don't, I can't just like decide <laughs> to cancel my phone. Like I need that. I need internet to work. Like it, there's certain things where it's like, okay, even if I lost my job, like I would need to figure out like how to pay for this. Cause I need it to find another job, et cetera. Um, so you have your rent, your bills. You also want to include the minimum on your debt. Like what is it, um, that you need to cover on your debt minimums in order to, you know, pay for all those on a given month. Um, I also include groceries. Like how much do I need in groceries every month to cover, you know, my grocery expenses? Um, same with gas. Like how much do I need on a given month to cover my gas expenses? And so, um, everything that I've listed has been like the absolute necessities for you to like survive. Now for me personally, what I also like to include into my living expenses are things that I don't quote unquote need, but like I really 
value and want to keep and still make a part of my like budget and priority, even if I did have an emergency or even if I did lose my job and I was like, you know, um, like living off of this emergency fund. And so for me, for example, I include personal care in there. Like I, you know, I still want to allocate, you know, a certain amount of money every month for personal care. Um, and I still want to, I still want to keep Spotify and maybe Netflix. Maybe those are the two streaming services that I'm like, all right, of all the subscriptions that I have, like I'll keep these and make that a part of my like living expenses. Um, and so the idea here is you want to kind of create a scenario where like, Hey, if you were to lose your job, or if you, if you were to have an emergency and it cut into, you know, this chunk of money, but we're going to go for, with the job loss for this, and we're going to lose your job, how much would you need, like, to in, need to cover a month of expenses of necessities plus, like, what sort of room do you want to create for yourself so you're not super stressed, right? Because if you have like a really, really lean emergency fund and you're like, yeah, I can make that work, but I'm like literally eating rice and beans, then you're not going to be able to find, like, it's not going to be it. All right. Let me, here's what I'm trying to say. If you're in a situation where you don't have enough or you didn't save enough, what is going to happen is like, all right, I had this stressful thing where I lost my job. That's already stressful and it happened. And now I'm having to worry about living on a, on this very tight amount of money, right? And so the way that I thought about it was, all right, if I were to lose my job, what is the amount that I know will cover my bills and my necessities and also give me the space to like feel safe and okay. And to me, that means like, I'm going to keep my Spotify. I'm going to keep my Netflix. I'm going to keep like, you know, a, a, a certain amount to still eat out. Like as I'm like looking for a new job, I don't feel so constrained and constricted. I still have some of the things in my budget that allow me to like thrive and be okay. And so that is something you want to decide for yourself, right? If you're like, Hey, I always, um, go to counseling and that really helps me. I want to make that a part of my living expenses, even though it's quote unquote, not like I'm not legally obligated to go. Um, it's a priority. It's something that I want to include. So I'm going to include it there. You can also do that for like, you know, if you have a gym membership that, um, you know, is it maybe a monthly basis, but you really like value and need that because it is, part of, you know, what keeps you just like full, include that there. So that is kind of the part of like creating that living expenses budget that is a little bit more personal, right? If we go beyond just like the bare bone necessities, there is like a decision you have to make about like, what else do I include that in here where it's not too inflated, right? Like I'm not including like $500 or $1,000 a month to eat out, but I am including maybe like 100 or 50 or whatever that number is for you, right? Okay. So so yeah, I think that's kind of like the key in, um, in figuring out what you need for a safety net emergency fund and a bird's nest emergency fund, right? Because once you have your monthly living expenses, it's very easy to figure out what your safety net is, right? Because if you find your living expenses end up being like, you know, 2,500, like that, that covers one month 
of living for you, then a safety net emergency fund would be either $2,500 or $5,000. That would be like what you want to save to be okay. Now you might be like, okay, well, which one is it? Do I save one month? Do I save two? Like, what do I do? And this kind of um, is a part of personal finance where you really have to gauge your risk tolerance, right? And so I'm going to give you an example. When I started saving my emergency fund, um, I was single. I like lived in a place where I like had three other roommates. And so my rent was super low. Um, and so I didn't really need much. Like I was, I was meal prepping, like my expenses were really low. Um, and I felt very confident being like, I only actually need, um, I was working on my bird's nest emergency fund. So I was like, I only need three months of living expenses. I can, I felt very confident that if I were to lose my job, I would get another job in three months. The economy looked good. Like I was like, I, I don't need to be, I don't need that much money saved. So that was where I was at at the time, right? And then <laughs> the coronavirus happened and the whole like pandemic, everything was like, you know, kind of just going on. And I was like, okay, let me reevaluate here. And I work in the gym industry. And so that industry in particular, like got kind of flipped upside down. And so I decided at that moment, like, hey, I think I'm going to need a bigger emergency fund. So I shifted gears and I turned my bird's nest emergency fund from three months to eight months, right? So it was even beyond what is quote unquote recommended as a fully funded emergency fund because I didn't know what the world was going to look like or, you know, like what was going to happen. And so that's when the risk tolerance that I perceived or the, the risk that I perceived and my tolerance to it really affected like what I changed to. So that I just wanted to share that because that's going to be something that you're going to want to consider as well, right? Like let's say you are um, in a career or in an industry where you're like, yeah, if I lost my job, I, I feel really confident I would get hired, you know, within, within a month. Um, then maybe for you, you know, your safety net emergency fund really is a month and it's that 2,500, right. And, and that, that feels really good to you. Or if you're someone who's like, no, if I lost, um, my job, it probably would take me, you know, two months. So, so you would lean towards that. You could also be like, uh, it would take me a month, but I would like like a little extra buffer there. So, you know, mine would actually be 3000. And so that's kind of how you have to, to think about it and ask yourselves those questions. Um, it's also good to know that you are making like your best guess and you are like, there's no right or wrong answer. Really. You just really have to trust like, your intuition and what do you think and like what number feels like it would really support you. Um, so that is um, how you kind of gauge that. Now, the, the, the difference here, and we kind of talked about this, but I want to stress it again, um, is if you're like a really risk adverse person, and you're like, I just want as much as I can saved because that makes me feel like really good and secure. Um, it's always just good to, um, you know, when you're first starting out, stick to that safety net number, right? You don't want to have this like 
beefy emergency fund, like this big, like, uh, you know, five figure emergency fund, but you also still have some debt that you're paying off, or you also still have, you know, other things that you're working on, right? Like, again, we kind of go back to that question, like this has to be the most, you want this to be the most optimal way you're using your money. And so that's just like comes some food for thought because I know that some people really gravitate towards like, all right, I want to have $10,000 saved first and then I'll do everything. And although you can do that, um, the question would be like, are my dollars in this emergency fund creating the most impact for me financially or would I be better off, you know, maybe saving $4,000 and then using that remaining um, you know, that the remaining balance of the 10,000 to put towards credit card debt. And so, um, will, will me putting that money towards that credit card debt actually save me, you know, a thousand or $2,000 in the, in the long term? So those are the questions you'll want to ask and consider as you are deciding, like, what is that number for you for your safety net? And what is that number for you for your, bird's nest slash fully funded emergency fund. So as you're building this and as you're working towards getting this number, you want to keep this in a high yield savings account. So if you're not familiar with a high yield savings account, um, it is just an online savings account. It's an online bank that offers a savings account. The, um, the perk and the pro with this account is that gives you more money, more interest on your money than you would get in like a traditional savings account from like Wells Fargo or Bank of America. And the reason is because online banks don't have as much overhead, right? They don't have brick and mortar, um, brick and mortar, uh, like buildings to support. And so they're saving a lot of money on overhead. So they pass those savings on to their customers in order to, you know, keep them happy and um, keep them in their bank long-term. So that is the best place to put your emergency fund because it's working for you, right? It's already money that you have to kind of have liquid like on hand um, that's easily accessible. So if you're going to have it, um, you know, in a, in a savings account, you might as well put in an account that gives you a little more, a little bit more interest. So that is the difference between a emergency fund and your living expenses and how they kind of, um, uh, how they, in which way, in what ways they're similar and overlap and in what ways they're different. Um, and so this is, Typically, the first step in your money journey is figuring out what this number is for you. It's very different for different people. I've had clients who their safety net emergency fund was $2,000, and I've had clients where their safety net emergency fund was $7,000. They were different people living different lives in different seasons in different cities, and so it really just depends on your life and um, what that monthly expenses is for you. So cool. I hope that this was really helpful in, um, just kind of figuring out that number. Um, because once you have that number, you can now start, you know, figuring out the game plan to pay for it or to save for it. Um, so you would just take that number divided by like, let's say you want to give yourself two years to save this, right? Like if it's, um, $10,000 for your, uh, 
a fully funded emergency fund and you want to give yourself, um, you know, two years for it, you would just do $10,000 divided by 12 months, which I can't do math on command. So I'm going to Google it for 10,000 divided by 24. That is $416 a month for two years. So if you do that, boom, you have your fully funded emergency fund. And if you're like, actually, I could probably do that. I could do more than 400 um, or I can't do more than 400. I actually, it's going to be, you know, around 250 now. Um, you know, you'd still kind of put that away and, and um, start saving that uh, safety net emergency fund and bird's nest emergency fund, whatever, whatever one you're at. So, yeah, that's it. That's it for this episode, guys. I hope that um, you, if you don't know these numbers, you go ahead and um, figure them out and start with this uh, first sort of like money milestone. So if you have any questions, uh, feel free to send me a message on DM. And if you're at a place where you're like, hey, I really want to to start figuring this out, to start figuring out my money, start figuring out how to um, optimize my finances. Um, and I want someone to show me like show me all of the things that I need to know about money, then I invite you to apply to my one-on-one money and investing coaching program where we um, just, yeah, work on um, your finances, getting you ahead with your finances, and then show you um, and give you the knowledge that you need to feel confident investing. So um, yeah, if you would like to apply to that, um, hit the link in the... um, podcast description or just head to my Instagram at building.gen.wealth and apply to work with me via the link in my bio. But yeah, guys, I'm excited um, for more episodes um, not about investing, even though I loved the investing series. I'm excited to talk about all the other money topics because there is so much, but I hope you guys have a good rest of your week. Bye. Thanks for hanging out. If you're ready to get serious about your money, but you need the support to make it happen, I want to invite you to my one-on-one money coaching program. In this program, I help you build the confidence around your money so you can start building a five-figure bank account on your way to a six-figure net worth. Just head over to at building.gen.wealth on Instagram and apply in the link in my bio. I'll see you there.